Hey guys, it's your boy Watch with Neebs, and this is going to be a two-part episode, so don't forget to tune in for part two tomorrow. Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. Oh no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that, Jazz. I got something. What? I got something. All right, let's do this one last time. Our name is Salam Nerds Podcast, and for the last year and a half, we've been the only Muslim South Asian podcast focused on nerd culture and reality TV. You can find us on all podcast platforms and social media, except Facebook. They banned us. But we did come up with a cool catchphrase. Yo, 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 it's Salam Nerds. My name is Neez, a.k.a. Watch Me Neez, and I'm here with my boy, Jazz. We have had on your favorite influencers, international DJs, people from Bachelor Nation and Love is Blind. We even interviewed Oscar-winning directors, the entire cast of Miss Marvel, and even did a nationwide commercial for Disney+. Plus. We amassed over 140K followers on TikTok, 21K on Instagram, and an awesome community on Twitter. But no matter how big we get, we'll always love being your friendly neighborhood podcast. That's so wow. cute. I spent all day doing that instead of my real job, so don't tell my boss. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, I love it. I love those intros, and I was like, we have to do one, Jazz. <laughs> that was amazing, dude. You know what? I think we might start having to do this more often, actually. I know. I know. And, like, the funny part is we really did get banned off Facebook, and like it's over yeah, the dumbest did. reason because no. the uh, intro music that we use is from a like international-renowned DJ. His name is oh, uh, Jai gosh. Wolf. And they were like, you can't use his music, even though he's a friend of ours who's been on our show, and he's like, let us use it. Uh, Facebook yeah, he gave us permission and everything, but Facebook's yeah. like, no, we don't believe it. No, we don't believe you're friends with this guy who's been on Coachella. Like, ah, come on. <laughs> so, so Facebook banned us, and we haven't been able to get back on. But who cares? Facebook is just for uh, grandparents who and races. Yeah, I, don't even touch, I don't even touch Facebook anymore. I have, a, I have like a... It's like an anxiety to go, mm-hmm. to even go on Facebook. Like, yes. I can't, I can't oh, even, I can't even click into it. No, no, no. But we got to introduce our guest today. I'm going to start off with one of my favorite people who invited me to my first panel at the Muslim Arc, uh, Marguerite <laughs> Hill. Welcome. Welcome. Thank it's you. so nice to have you. Tell our fans a little bit about yourself. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm the co-founder, executive director, so I do a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats and scarves and everything, ah. scarves in different ways. Nice. Um, you know, we provide, like, training. I have I have an 11-year-old, so I have a lot of fun with her. We spend, you know, like, every year we either get um, our Universal Pass or Disney Pass, and we just oh, try to go as many times as we can living in Southern wow. California. So, oh, that's yeah. the best. <laughs> that's the best. And we can't, I can't wait to meet you at uh, Comic-Con San Diego, and you're going to be at ISNA, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we really need to. I'm going to talk with the planners, and, and if not, we're going to have an informal convening of like Muslim nerddom of fandom. Oh my God. But yeah, like I'm going to be on Comic-Con um, by, um, and the panel will be on Muslim futurisms. And Ooh. yeah, like I spend a lot of time doing that. I also am um, futurist. Like I do kind of work on strategy for Fresh Pulp magazine. So we usually talk about mm-hmm. sci-fi and every, you know, whatever's on, but we're on a little bit of a hiatus as we transition. We're trying to be, 
be like you, you know, like we're trying to be like uh, Salam nerds and, you know, yeah, you're our mentors, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we be you're nowhere. We'd be nowhere without you. You know what? We, we need people to be our conscience because who knows what we're in that. We're two brown guys. We can't have that many good opinions. Just <laughs> speaking, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. All right. The next person I'm going to introduce you does not need an introduction. She she has more talent in her camera role than Netflix has on their entire budget. This is oh. one of my favorite TikTok creators. She has the best Marvel content. She's so funny. You have to check her out. Nikki Marina. Hey, thank you. That's some high. That is high praise. My gosh, I, I I've been following <laughs> you forever, and you have the best content. One of my, Aww. one of my favorite is when you did the Miss Marvel one, and you're like, Miss Marvel's real power is using white privilege <laughs> to win. What is? What? I was. That was my inner dialogue. That entire. That entire episode, I'm like, man, she is using the shit out of these white people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what, make them work for you, girl. Make them work for you, Kamala. <laughs> that's so funny. No, we, we love it, man. I, I don't know how your brain works, but like, it's so good. It's so good. You come up with the greatest content. See, so basically, she does Thank this, like, you. have, like, people talk to each other from, from characters, and it's just amazing. And, like, I didn't even watch the Miguel O'Hara ones because I know they're going to be good, but, like, I wanted to <laughs> experience them on the show first because I'm really excited I, to have you on. I'm so I excited. Have, I, I've been doing a lot of I – di I didn't uh, expect to have as much Miguel O'Hara content as I have been cranking out, but – I have more, just I have more sitting in the drafts too. So. Oh, I can't wait. I I'm, can't wait. He's, he's been a he's been a fun one for sure. <laughs> That's the great thing about this show, uh, this movie, because there's so much representation. You got like Indian Spider Man that me and Jazz can speak on, and then there's like the Afro Latino element, and then there's like so many rich cultures that are basically being shown in this movie, and there's so much subtlety, some that people can't get, and some that people can, and it's so exciting. Yeah catch it and i and i really really love it so i want to get your overall thoughts about the movie and then we're going to move on and we're going to dive in and we're going to dissect this bad boy uh nikki you want to go first what was your overall thoughts about the movie yeah well i mean after the i mean after we all experienced the first one i it, it's kind of probably one of the only movie in the world that i go into the seek the sequel and i'm like it's going to be as fire as the first one and I have no worries about the quality of what it's going to be. Um, I'm just here to see where it takes me. And of course, it blew me away. The soundtrack was impeccable, Fire. as was the first one. Um, you know, Metro did his thing on that. Um, like as an album, it was it was amazing. The score, um, and uh, I think um, for a lot of us. It's been a while since the first one, and if they, I believe they always said that this was going to be a two-parter, but I think mm -hmm. we all just forgot. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, I don't uh, know how everyone <laughs> forgot. I knew the two-parter. I forgot. I, I, I forgot. I, I completely forgot, and um, I was I was blessed to go to the premiere, and um, we, um, I, I remember telling my manager who's sitting next to me, I'm like, this is like a, this is going to be a two-hour movie because the first one was two hours. Um, and then I, and then I, you know, I looked at my watch, not because I was bored, but like two hours and I'm like, this isn't resolving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then sure, I'm like, oh no. And, and then 
in the next YZ. Um, but yeah, no. Um, besides the obvious things that are you know incredible about it, the, the animation, the story, and I'm sure we're gonna get into like the subtext of the story later on. Um, I I I guess I will say that my favorite thing about it is that they are they they touch more on Miles's identity um in some in some some subtle and meta ways uh that can you know yeah. that i think everybody can maybe uh relate to but mostly you know people that look like us here mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um yeah i can't wait to talk more about oh, that i can't here. wait to but... dive about that especially the conversation that mild mom has with him i, I can't wait to dive mm. into that uh marjorie mark gurry <laughs> margarita margarita uh yeah. tell us what your overall thoughts were about the movie oh, gosh um i mean you know my first tweet which took a little while it's normally you know like i can mm -hmm. feel like i'm okay and i can you know like kind of process right after but i was just like i was like i need a moment i need i was like i just need to you know i mean it was beautiful it's gorgeous, the vibrancy of the colors, the animation styles, like all in one, like how they blended it, the storylines. Like, I mean, we laughed so much. Like my daughter said, she, she was like, I cried because it was so good. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, and this is like, this is, my daughter is like, um, you know, she's a Libra, so she's always judging everything. <laughs> you know, like if it was something, she's like making comments, but it was just like, she got the Easter eggs, but she was like, it's so good. And it's, um, so it was just like really wonderful seeing parts of it through her eyes, like, and just how she was relating. But for me, it was just like, like, you know, being in a, in a theater where I felt the audience, like, and there's a lot of Latino um, folks in the audience and I just felt them like, get it. Like they were laughing, yes. and, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I was just like, it just felt like just really, it was just very powerful. And it was a roller coaster ride. And it, there was that part where I was like, two hours in, I was like, I need yeah. a breath, you know? Like, like, <laughs> and then it went in. And then, I mean, but still, like the pace, because I, I was at first, I was like, oh no, I could take any much more. This is a lot. But it was like, it just picked up and it was still really good. And then I, yeah, like, I just feel like it's definitely something. I could watch multiple times in a theater, oh, yeah. you know, to oh, catch, yeah. catch the things that I missed the first time. And, and I do want to do that. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be there on those like Tuesday matinees. To keep <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is going to be a movie that I'm going to dissect on Disney Plus like when I watch it because it's just a good mm. feel-good movie. Like when I turn on the first one and the Biggie Smalls music start coming on and I'm just like, oh, this just feels right. And I, I really love really <laughs> that. And I did want to mention about one thing that you said, like when they speak Spanish and you hear the like Spanish. I love that. That's one of my favorite feelings. Because when I went to uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and um, I think Ned's mother was Filipino and you hear like yeah. all the Filipino people just get the joke. And then you hear like the, the Spanish people, 
Spanish-speaking people get the jokes, and then in Miss Marvel, you hear like you know the Pakistani people get the jokes. It's just a good feeling. You're just like, oh, mm-hmm. they made something for them. It's something funny. I love that. It's a great feeling, even when you don't get to experience that. To feel other people experience that is a great, great thing. I'm, I'm a big fan. Oh, of those that. little touches, yeah. they matter. They matter so much. Yeah. It just give the authenticity to that representation because there's like, mm-hmm. I don't really think there's good representation and bad representation. I think there's authentic representation and inauthentic representation, mm-hmm. right? And when you see things like that, you're like, oh, that's authentic. When the people who it's referencing get the joke, then you're like, oh, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It felt like it was for yeah. them. And, and when it's made for the people like, okay, we're representing you, not to translate you for these other people, but to have that moment, right? Like where you're just gonna like resonate with that. And so for me, like when I see that, it's just it's just really beautiful. And growing up in a multicultural world, like even with the with the Spider-Man no, no Way Home, it's like, I mean, I grew up in a Filipino neighborhood. So there was once upon a time I used to speak Tagalog, I used to understand it. <laughs> like, you know, like, but I even like, I missed that rhythm when I, when I moved, lived in Philadelphia. But when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm back. Cause like, I know how to like, you know, like how like, accent and everything yeah no no i I agree i lived in newark new jersey so like i that's where i'm from and i was just like oh man it just feels like that so i yeah and i'm i I married into a filipino family my husband's filipino so yeah that (laughs) witnessing things like that like that like that moment that that moment in no way home like yeah yeah Yeah. okay we're gonna have to buy it i mean i'm all about that karaoke still we're all about the karaoke girl they hold me every time we have a family get together they hold me hostage they're like we got the songs for you mike i get the yeah like i can't eat unless i sing Oh man! All right, all right. Let's break it down. Let's get into this. All right. So the 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 episode or the movie starts off with Gwen this time, and she's basically telling her, "Hi, my name is Gwen," but it's almost like she's telling it from a third person point of view. And we see her drumming with her band, the Mary Janes, which I thought was pretty cute. I love cool. Yeah, and then they go and they explain her story, and this time they explain it with a lot more detail. We find about uh, how Ned used to bully Peter. Uh, we hear J.K. Simmons in the background, who is always played by the same guy, which he's like a he's a Nexus level being because he's in everything. It's always the same guy. <laughs> If there's and, one thing Jason's gonna be, it's J.K. Simmons' voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Every time. Uh, and then you see her basically like uh, talk about her story about Peter, how he turned into a lizard, how he was his best friend, and he died. And you can see that she has been really affected by it. And you can kind of see in the colors; they're like blue and pastel kind of colors, because she's feels her sadness uh and then you know she's not connecting with her dad and then even though she's not getting along with them when he offers the hug and she takes it that was such a cute moment that's such a cute mm-hmm. moment uh marguerite i know you're a parent how how do you feel about that i mean yeah like i mean my daughter is a daddy's girl and just to be able to see that and witness that you know because you know sometimes like i mean and i could just imagine like having a, you know, like having a dad that has to be tough, right? And, um, you know, so whenever I see that moment, that was like really touching, but also just like the expectations, right? Of like who she was supposed to be and and having to hide her identity. And, mm-hmm. and that went against what he thought was important. So like that moment of like, you know, like, I mean, her story arc was like, it was, very powerful but it was like it was also kind of like it was heartbreaking 
Yeah. Right? And, and so that's what it kind of started as like, you know, she's, you know, one, it's like, I mean, she has, she has no friends and, you know, which actually does speak, you know, I mean, and I'll go all like heady. It's like, it's like all these kids who went through the pandemic, no friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just feeling like that, that's probably something that speaks to a lot of young folks who have been isolated and now they're trying to like reconnect, but it could still be hard, but to be able to connect with like the, to see the love of family, like as a theme is that that's always like a beautiful, positive thing. Cause you know, if it was like Disney, it'd be like, oh, be quiet, dad. You know, like they're always like, oh, yeah, yeah. super dumb. And you know, I mean, it's, it's a lot more, you know, just the Spider-Man story. Like, it's just always like touches me because of it's, it's, it doesn't have those same kind of tropes, like, you know, like family and connection yeah. is still important. And part of that, that journey, their, their, their hero's journey. So I, yeah. I was feeling it. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of tropes, I did like the fact that, yes, she has like a dad who kind of doesn't understand, but you see like little bits of him being not a tropey dad. There's things about him that's like very unique where he's like a little bit more understanding. Like you see the protect trans kid sign. You see he's wearing a patch with mm-hmm. trans kids. He's someone who's like trying, right? So mm-hmm. he, he does seem like a dad that's kind of trying and who's like trying to be there for his daughter. And there are people who basically love each other but kind of don't understand each other. It's the relationship that I feel like they kind of have. Nikki, what are your thoughts on that? Um, shoot, on what exactly? <laughs> on, on, her, on her relationship with dad. There. On her relationship with her dad and a little bit of like how, you know, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because there's a lot. In just one panel, there's a lot going on. There's a, you know, allegory of like, you know, a trans kid and there's a relationship with her father. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in just that one scene. And this movie barely started yet. And we get this. Yeah, very much. I mean, anytime I see any healthy displays of emotion between a girl and a father, I get very jealous. Of- <laughs> <laughs> My dad is in the ground, and I will I will talk shit on him until I'm in the ground. But the internet knows that. Um, but 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 that but I mean that was nice to see, um, and uh, I think it's uh, it's nice to get some background into Gwen and some of the trauma and the struggles she's gone through, so we can kind of understand some of her choices and decisions later on in the right. movie. And I've always thought like it's it's very, very interesting. And I'm still like, I think I'm still like intellectualizing or thinking about, you know, what to say about this, but it's interesting that, you know, we have two Spider-Men or Spider-People with police officer dads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, given the, you know, given the relationship between, you know, the police and people of color, and yeah. you know, and one of these characters, the main character, Miles, is a person of color. He's a black Latino boy, and so you know, just kind of, um, I don't know, reconciliating that um, what cognitive dissonance, like you know, being part yeah. of a, a marginalized community, or or you know, or supporting marginalized communities, and then having a parent that's in the force, you know, and then both of them being you know, spider people. Uh, you know, who are also protecting and defending the people in the way that they see, which is complete, but it's completely opposite from what their dads, you know, see as power and responsibility and whatnot. So I, I think that's a very interesting 
juxtaposition to be dealing with in these movies. And like I said, I'm still thinking about it. Like I'm still, yeah, you know, thinking about how to process it and like what, what to even say, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to process because you have to, because mm -hmm. they are shown as like, you know, the protagonist's uh, parent. Uh, but then there's also this meta commentary that's kind of happening in the mm -hmm. background where you're just kind of like, mm, and they're good. And that's the thing. They're, they're good parents. They're good yeah. parents. And they, and, and they seem, you know, good and moral at what they do. But we, we still have this discourse in the real world. Where Absolutely. The things that we have to deal with. So, um, yeah, very interesting. True, true. Jazz, uh, in, in the movie, the vulture comes in and he's like the old Leonardo uh, DiCaprio, not DiCaprio, yeah, da Vinci. Da Vinci. <laughs> I mean. The vulture was dating a young girl under 25. He was doing the Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, what, did <laughs> what did you think about the, the vulture renaissance uh, image and stuff like that? What do you think of that? That was pretty cool. It was, it was a nice touch. Um, they brought in all sorts of different elements and I know it was uh, Margaret earlier mentioning about the colors in the movie and how everything was done so well like the animation where they it was interesting because the animation style of that scene especially with the scenes of the vulture in it were different than the other animation styles throughout the movie like they made it like i feel like how i'm gonna describe it's like there were less frames per second in his animation yeah. than there were in mm. other animations and like it was meant to be you know something that's even older school and so it was just a very nice touch beautifully done the voice actor was perfect. Like it's the colors were so on point. I will always, you know, speak about the colors. Like I love the color grading the entire movie. So good. Yeah. Mm. No, uh, they actually mentioned that in the first one because what happens with in Miles uh, images, they had him at a different frame rate to make him be a little bit more clunky. And then at mm. the end, when he like is sure of himself, they had him in a different frame rate to make mm. his animation more smooth. So they're very like they do all that stuff on purpose. They're very intentional with that, which I think is really cool. So um, cool. Sam, you're on. And, and then after that, Miguel O'Hara shows up, which is 2099 Blue Panther, <laughs> which I but he ain't and he comes <laughs> up and he's so intimidating and he comes off so scary um and i was like whoa what's going on here and then gwen is just giving it back to him and they're kind of just going at each other and also trying to save this uh you know uh, what is it a museum i believe the guggenheim mm. and then guggenheim. they do mention uh dr strange and earth 19999 <laughs> which is like one point for Iman Vellani because she's been uh, saying that it's 1999 and not 616. Right. So point for her. <laughs> I know Kevin Feige's out there like, oh, damn, these guys. <laughs> I, heard that, I, heard that they did, I heard that they didn't collaborate with Marvel Studios to be able to use that line. Like, they just threw that. I, that's oh, what I heard. He's, he's word, mad. Word Daddy Feige's mad. Word, Daddy Feige's got to be. He's steaming. <laughs> I can see Iman Vellani just like dancing in front of him, like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, man. If we get to interview her for the Marvel, that's the first thing I'm going to ask her. <laughs> oh, oh yes, my yes. God. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, the other thing is, um, they talked about how the vulture can reanimate himself because he's from the hammer space. And I was like, what is a hammer space? And I just realized that in the second movie, uh, Spider-Pig gives him a hammer and they can pull out things from anywhere and it could go anywhere. So that's what the hammer space is. So I thought that was really cool how they use animation and different rules apply to different people from their different Earths. So like, just because mm -hmm. like the hammer pig can pull out stuff from anywhere doesn't mean anyone can. So I thought that was really, really cool. 
Uh, and then we see Jessica Drew show up. Nikki, what are your what are your thoughts on Jessica Drew? Because she came out like a badass. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh um, my god! Well, first, first of all, to to see a black Spider Woman is awesome. Um, and uh, I know, um, like, first of all, she's voiced by Issa Rae, and Issa, yes. is, mm-hmm. and Issa is one of my, I guess, idols um, when it comes to just everything uh so that was iconic i feel like that, that was an iconic moment um and uh her being pregnant i know stirred up a lot of controversy um th- everything like it stirred up a lot of controversy i suppose uh, amongst the fanboys before the movie even came out um, <laughs> you know this is a cartoon right <laughs> this is a cartoon. Like, you know this, right? Like she's you know, she's endangering this this unborn child and everything. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Peter B. Parker is swinging around with May Day, being like, "I'm being a bad parent." Like, out, like, like straight out. So, um, but I think it was, but I think it was, it was really nice um, to to have her presented that way. Um, and I don't know if this is like, you know, too meta or like serious to say but like a lot of you know uh, you know a lot of cis women and pe- uh, childbearing people were told that you know once you become a mother your life is over mm. and you can't do anything and you you are just housebound and and like that's just the end of you know you being able to do anything cool or independent or active right. ever again <laughs> and you know to ha- like just to have even animated it, like a representation of someone who is pregnant and still definitely doing all this thing still within reason mind you like yeah you know and um just like i know a lot of friends that have been pregnant and they stayed very very active until they had their baby and you know and they remain so so it's like it's it may not be like the the biggest message of the film but i think just having that little representation in there is very important um, yeah. Because it does send that little subtle message or subtle reminder of like you can, you know, you can be a bunch of different things, you know, uh, as a woman and Absolutely. and 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 be valid and, and it's okay. That's cool. Yeah, thanks for that info. That's really great, Marguerite. Yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts on Jessica Drew? I mean, I I was just like, look, if her job was to to like fight, like be Spider Woman, then it would make sense. Right. And, you know, I mean, I was I was teaching. I mean, I was visibly pregnant when, the, you know, and that one wasn't, you know, like when I was carrying that one, you know, she had to raid the video like when she was little. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was um, like it, it added richness to that universe. Right. Like mm-hmm. cause a lot of times in cartoons, like they flatten the characters like where they don't. You know, like even, you know, like some shows like they never some movies like they don't ch- change their clothes ever. You know, oh, yeah. like, like how long have they been traveling? They still the same outfit, but you know, like this kind of like adding that richness to to the world, and you know, and and like I said, like this this movie like had a lot about family, um, and and that, um, and trying to balance work and family, and sometimes mm-hmm. like you work and your kids are in the background or they're there, and. You know, and there's things we, we may think are like innocuous, but it's like, you know, like driving a car, but you know, like these are superhumans. So she has that like, you know, real good gut instinct and was, is able to, you know, I mean, they did what they did. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. I just, 
But, you know, and there was like some jokes, like when she was just saying that, you know, like she found someone who was really hot. Like, I, I got to get the exact quote. <laughs> I want to know who that is. I want to know who I that is. Why could be Idris? Idris Alba is her husband. <laughs> yeah, like, but I'm just like, so now I'm wondering, like, who's going to play him? You know, like, how are we going to, like, because like, it's like, obviously, there's like what like, happens in the comics, but then you have this remix of the characters. And so, like, sometimes, like, I have a hard time following. So I'm just like, I'm down this rabbit hole trying to figure out things and match things. But I was just like, okay, like, I mean, I love Issa Rae. It was just really great to mm. um, see her, um, you know, be like, no, you know, she's just like really about her business, but, you know, still funny and still like, and still like a woman. And I think it's also important too, because a lot of times when they, they imagine like, women as superheroes it's like you're untouchable and you can't have all those things and that you can't mm. have like you know like you know like whether it's like love and relationships and even pro procreate and to create you know but this is what we're seeing like the next generation you know so like i felt like that to see a black woman be able to do all those things like that was that was really great yeah, no, love to see it. I, I really thought. And then uh, later on, when you see the face down or face off with uh, Gwen Stacy and her dad, and she takes off the mask and her dad still tries to arrest her, she's the one that has sympathy for her. She's the one that convinces Miguel to kind of take her in that universe. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she kind of mentors her after that. Is is It really shows that like she has this capacity for compassion that like Miguel doesn't and like Miguel would probably be so much worse if she wasn't there with yep. him. <laughs> so, oh, man. That, that, that's how bad Miguel is because the fact that like he would be so much worse without her. So all right, um, let's get into our main guy. Let's get into Miles. So Miles is back in the world. He's been Spider-Man for a while. I think for about a year and four months. Uh, he's been mm -hmm. beating up bad guys, and then he finds the spot. And he's like, they're just the villain of the week. And honestly, when I saw that, I was, like, a little disappointed because I'm like, the spot is a pretty good villain for to just <laughs> use them, use him as a villain of the week for an intro, and then he goes away, and then some other villain shows up. That's kind of a, a waste. But turns out they knew better. They, they, they gave him character development. They, they took their time with the villain, which is not something these shows do or movies do. They don't take their time with the villain sometimes. Like, that's what made uh, the spot so good. Uh, what was your initial thoughts when you saw the spots, uh, Jazz? So <laughs> my first immediate thought was, that looks like my dog because I have a Dalmatian, <laughs> and so she has the same spots everywhere. But then as the movie progressed, right, just like my dog, her spots change. And then he got more spots, and then he got more power, and then he got even more power. And I was like, oh, God, this is character development on both ends. This is cool. Yeah. And so I enjoyed watching both uh, Miles' journey, but as well as Spot's journey. And then at some point, I was hoping Spot would figure out, like, yes, you have a shit situation. I get it. But you can't just keep blaming one person for it over and over. Like, move on, my guy. <laughs> but, you know, that you is one part of it. He wouldn't be And I love the fact when they go into the backstory how he got uh, made from a bagel. <laughs> they threw a bagel at him, and that's his villain origin story. <laughs> which I was like, what? <laughs> and then he realized, wait a second, there was a bagel thrown at some guy. 
Oh man, if the amount so of <laughs> I was gonna say, like the if if I had a nickel for every time the bagel started a multiverse, I would have two nickels, which is not a lot, but still weird that it happened twice. <laughs> yeah, every, it's been a symbol. Yeah, everything. Oh, then I was like, wait, like what came first? You know, so it was, you know, there's this bagel. Bagel, you know. It's become the multiverse badge. That's the badge of the multiverse. Is the bagel the everything the bagel? It is. It is. It is. It is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and then we see um, Miles, it, who's supposed to be—he's fighting a guy, but he's supposed to be at a parent-teacher conference. And you see this like guidance counselor saying some like racist shit that she shouldn't be saying, like, "Oh, you're an immigrant family. Yeah, use that, use that." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, the times I've been told that, like, oh yeah, 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 you don't use it. What, 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 what have you been through? Have you come from a war-torn country?" I'm like. No um, man, not not every Muslim like, country is war torn. Like, <laughs> oh man, I I thought that was pretty funny though. But uh, the fact that they use it, and then you find out he's got a B in Spanish, and his mom gets so mad at him. That is, listen, that is a thing with okay as a Latina, as like, speaker, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, those of us that. We either grew up like second generation or first generation. I'm second generation. Like we learned Spanish at home, but it's not the same as like, you know how you know how people how people that speak English can fail English. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it it's kind of the same. Like we we can survive conversationally, like literally in the real world, speaking real world English. But when it comes to the grammar and like all the technical rules and stuff, a lot of us have difficulty. And so we have to watch some freaking white kid who's following all the rules get an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a B or C sometimes, even though like, you know, we're the one that's gonna be able to go out into the world and survive with the language. But yeah. It's just like, no. ah, it's not fair. <laughs> it's, it's very true because English rules are meant to be broken when you talk with, like, familiar people, right? And, and then you can't be talking, like, proper people, like, proper language when you're talking to people. You just sound weird. Uh, so, yeah, I no. get that. That totally makes sense. <laughs> exactly. But his mom but was mad. And she snapped. I love that when she snapped it, the, the Puerto Rican flag shows up. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> that was so good. That was hilarious. There- I mean, there's a lot of uh, details like that. Like, there's definitely, like, a lot of effort and much-needed effort to emphasize, like, Miles is Latino because there is a lot of anti-Blackness in the Hispanic Latino community. Um, A lot of people don't really understand what it is to be Latino or Hispanic. Um, Those aren't exactly interchangeable, uh, Mm -hmm. but for simplicity's sake. um, Because, you know, to be, you know... Latino, I uh, Hispanic, I guess it just means that you have heritage from a Spanish-speaking country. We have mm-hmm. a mix of European, Black, and Indigenous blood, um, and the the people that 
are Latino that most people associate with being Latino or Latinx, Latine, are people that look like Jennifer or yeah, Jennifer Lopez, Ava Longoria. Like mm -hmm. nobody thinks about the fact that Lupita Nyong'o is Hispanic. Like, yeah. you know, like, and know so, that. yeah. And, I knew that, and that's my like, wife. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> it's like with, within our culture within our culture there's like a lot of efforts it's called mejorando la raza like purifying the race and so mm. there's a lot of efforts like you know don't bring a black person home don't have babies with a black person like don't mm. mess up the bloodline like keep it as not black as possible and so um so when we're talking about like latinx and latine heroes miles very often would get looked over and so for them to add little, you know, little things in there, like the Puerto Rican flag when she snaps at him, yeah. or just like, you know, the, re the retirement party and the kind of music that's being played and the food the that's being served. Yeah, yeah the, the plantanos, everything, like to, you know, to hammer home, like, no, he is black and he is Latino. That is that, like, you can be both. And you guys need to learn, you, you guys need to learn it. You gotta, you gotta learn Ooh, what these yeah. things mean. Yeah. And embrace that, which I found was very, because I mean, as because um, a lot of the Afro-Latino actors, like, I mean, they get a lot more roles, right, within the Black community, but then sometimes, like, they're kind of demand to, like, erase their Latino identity um, mm -hmm. in those roles, you know, like, and so it's like, like, they're not rewriting them to be like, okay, we're going to like, like, if when Laz Alonzo's playing something, they're like, okay, we're going to make that an Afro-Cuban role, you know, but it's like, but also, like, within... Um, like Univision and, and Telemundo, like I'm not seeing those roles, like unless they have like some weird historical thing, like, you know, so, you know, I mean, it's like sometimes like the way that they deal with race too and how they represent Afro-Latinos. So I know some people are working on that, like they're actually like doing that in social movement, but I think it's like, it's really important that we like uplift the narratives of Afro-Latinos and so to see Miles Morales like it's just so powerful like and to see that so many people see him as a hero yeah. um, that allows us to really understand it and be less microaggressive towards bicultural people biracial people because I mean I mean it's kind of like not clear like you know like I mean when it comes to like you know like with like Latinidad and like identity like is that a ethnicity it's like well I necessarily say like his mom was of a different race but a different culture because it's like you can't really you know like I wouldn't just be like oh he's biracial but it's like he's definitely bicultural well I'm I'm definitely like several like I consider myself mixed black and mm -hmm. I think one thing one thing to for people to know about Latinidad is like being Afro-Latino doesn't necessarily mean that you're mixed it mm -hmm. just means it you could be just like nine, basically not in the 90s percent African DNA and Hispanic. It just means that you have heritage from a Spanish speaking country. So when people, even when people think of like people like that are Afro Latinx or Afro Latina, they'll think of people like me. I have, you know, I'm brown, but I'm a little lighter skin and I have looser textured curls. Um, and Miles kind of fits some of those, um, those characteristics, but he actually looks a, lo a little more like my brother who is darker skinned and he has a little tighter textured um, hair. He, pres he presents more African DNA. And so even so, so like he, he's, he is mixed race, but you do not have to be 
mixed race mm-hmm. to be Afro-Latino. And I think that's another misconception that people, um, I guess, haven't unlearned is that they see Afro-Latinidad or Afro-Latinity, whatever, being mm-hmm. one being being one type of one type of phenotype, I guess. The same way they say mm. they see being Latino as um, as I guess a race when it's really not. Like Hispanic people, this part of the world, we are mixed with European, Indigenous, and Black. Just different percentages of them, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Miles's wow. mom, Miles's mom is most likely she she is she probably has some African DNA in her. Um, but she's probably mostly European and, indi- and indigenous um, based on her features because Miles's parentage is basically the same breakdown as mine. Mm-hmm. My parents look exactly like, exactly <laughs> like his, you yeah, know. that's funny. Um, that. so, so, yeah, just like some stuff to throw out about that. I know it's a lot, but it's just so, nah. it's so, no, so I, I love We're going to clip that. this. Like, this yeah. is going to become a clip for us. We're going to put it online. It's going to go viral. This is important and stuff. Do you see, like, well, you any clip of Nikki goes viral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really great. Because, I mean, in California, like, where there's less, like, of, like, the Afro, like, the Afro-Caribbean, um, you know, like, whether it's, you know, from the English-speaking or Spanish-speaking or even French-speaking, so, like, there's less of that there so there's like usually like kind of like erasures of central american um caribbean you know like even like how we understood so there's like that hegemony but it was like like that that being in a movie theater with a lot of mestizo like you know like uh chicanos it was like i was like that's good for them to see that too and to relate you know like like that was like very powerful and you know, like they're hearing, you know, they're hearing Spanish and relating to a character, yeah. and that, you know, like I just like, I mean, I love those connections and intersections, and so like I just feel like, I mean, he is just like a really great hero for so many people, and even those who don't have those connections, right? But they could understand, like, trying to balance the expectations of your family members who are just like you're supposed to represent both these cultures fully, and it's a, it's a lot to try to live up to. And so that yeah. being part of his story arc, right? And then he's also like, you know, I mean, he's absolutely brilliant. And then when you are that like exceptional student of color, but now you're going to be plopped out of that space and go to a predominantly white space or just mm-hmm. where people are meant to shed, like you're supposed to shed your culture to be at the, because um, he was trying to go to Princeton, right? Princeton. Like, yeah. Jersey, yeah, what up, Jersey? Jersey. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I'm really from, I'm from Jersey. Oh my gosh, you know, no. No, when they know. said Princeton, I was like, in, I was the first one in the theater. I was like, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I was just like, uh, you know, so it's like, I'm a Jersey girl. I was born in Trenton first yes. five years. So, you know, <laughs> so she had the Jersey thing. I cracked up because I knew like kind of like how it's perceived. And, mm. um, you know, but it's still, it was just really like, but also that, that alienation right when you're going. The other thing about the parenting is like, you know, you could just see like his longing, like he he wants to tell his, he wants his mother to know this about him, you know? Like, right. and it's just like, that is such a powerful allegory for so many young people, yeah. right? It's like that they can't share their full selves with their parents and it's heartbreaking, right? And so, um you know i just hope we all walk away with that kind of like deeper understanding of just like you you love your kid you love your kids unconditionally i don't Mm -hmm. understand family members that do any other way but 
you know, I'm I'm here. I, I mean, one of the things I definitely want to do is do more support for youth who are kicked out, whether they're like vigilantes with spider webs and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really glad that you brought that up, especially the thing about her mom talking about him, him being alienated because the speech that she gives him, like, I was like, oh, I wish someone gave me the speech when I was a kid because <laughs> I needed to hear it. I was like my child, my inner child is healing just listening to mm -hmm. that. And for someone to say, like, someone, people are going to make you feel like you don't belong, but you do. You have every right to be there. And I, you know, I was I was an immigrant. I came here when I was three years old. I barely spoke the language. Uh, my parents didn't speak the language, so I had to translate for them. And I couldn't tell them things because I was like, yo, they're so far removed from this culture that like it wouldn't even be a point. So everything I went through, I'm the oldest kid, I went through alone. And oh, like yeah. I always felt like I didn't belong no matter where I was, whether I was in Newark or whether I was in college. It was always like I'm the odd one out and just got so used to it. And I didn't know what it felt like to belong for a long time. And I feel like a lot of people need to hear that stuff, man. It's, it was such a great speech. I really loved it. And then you see how it affected him at the end. Like everyone's trying to tell him that he doesn't belong, that he's a mistake. And he goes, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And you can tell he didn't even have to call back to what his mom said. You knew it was what his mom said that drove him to that. And I just loved it, man. It was such a great moment. Uh, so I really, really love that moment. And thanks for bringing that up. And I, thanks for everything you guys are saying. Cause you guys, that was an educational <laughs> like, just 20 like, minutes. Amazing takes left and right. I'm like, all right, cool. Hey guys, it's your boy watch with Neebs, And this is going to be a two part episode. So don't forget to tune in for part two tomorrow.